this is Mike Ross, public address announcer for your Toronto Maple Leafs, and this is the Leafs Late Night Podcast, your post-game destination. And now, your starting lineup, Roscoe, the Fanalist, Southey, Beaner, and Darty Brodeur on the Leafs Late Night Podcast. Hello, hello. It's a new year. Welcome back. It's been a while. I apologize. Uh, you know, I don't apologize. <laughs> sorry, not sorry for taking time. Uh, lots of family stuff, but I know it's been like pushing a m- month, like three weeks since our last episode. And uh, I'm glad things took a turn for the better because for a while there I was like, oh, I don't think they're, they're going to win again until we do an episode. We should just come back for the sake of the Leafs winning. Oh my God. It started with, um, I remember I was at the office Christmas party and uh, not the movie, the actual one. And I was getting updates from the Buffalo game as it was like one goal after another all night. And I was thankful we didn't have to hop on and talk about it. (laughs) Yeah. It even got to the point where the Buffalo fans were counting the goals and chanting that they want. So like six, seven, we want eight, like that kind of thing. Just looking at the record since then. So that was 9-3 to December 21st. Uh, they also lost to the Rangers. Yeah, our last episode was the uh, this big 7 nothing blowout over the Penguins. So since then, the, Ra- the Rangers beat them 5-2, 9-3 to the Sabres. Um, they had the 4-1 win over the Blue Jackets, 4-2 loss to the Sens, 6-5 in that insane game against the Blue Jackets where they came back from 5-0, uh, 3-2 to the Hurricanes, and then we had... The, uh, the sweep of uh, California, which is nice. But yeah, it was uh, it was all kind of shit other than that one win <laughs> since we were last on. So, I mean, we're not going to obviously go through all of them. Uh, the one that I do kind of want to touch on is that that Blue Jackets 5-0 to 6-5 game uh, real quick because obviously it's long in the past now, but we didn't get to talk about it. Did you watch the game? Because I turned it off. I was actually on the ice. So... We we had a um, we had a, a ice machine malfunction at our local arena for our Sunday beer league about two weeks previous to that, so we had to get that game rescheduled, and it happened to be on a Friday, so I did not get to watch that one. Well, I just had to double check that we didn't put an episode because I feel like we talked about this, but maybe we were just talking in our our group chat, and that's the case. Um, so I turned the game off. Um, the Leafs were playing like shit and I felt like, you know, I've got better things to do. Um, did we not talk about this? In, in, in the group chat, you went full on, like you went but full I feel like, Twitter. I feel like Sadie and I, maybe we got on and we didn't end up recording, but I feel like we've sat on here and talked about this. I feel like I'm going crazy. Um, so yeah, I, I, I feel like, you know, there's things like laundry and, and you know, dishes and cleaning to do. I have better things to do than watch the Leafs phone a game in. Like, I just wasn't down for that. Um, I'm glad they came back. That's cool. Um, they still lost it in overtime, but it's like, I don't know. It's just not my kind of uh, entertainment. And I think I'm allowed to have that opinion. <laughs> <laughs> You're, you're definitely allowed to have that opinion. Um, we don't have to get into it too deep, but I believe, if I remember correctly, there was a comment somewhere of people are stupid for watching this or something, or people are crazy, not stupid. Oh, for, you know what? For continuing. Now I know why I feel like we talked about this, because we did because this 6-5 game is a different 6-5 game of the Blue Jackets this is the one from the 29th this is why I feel like I'm repeating myself I'm not crazy we did talk about that game I'm just an idiot so let's just disregard that (laughs) (laughs) so yeah they had two this is confusing they've played the Blue Jackets so many times the last couple weeks the games are all blurring together so two of them were 6-5 I don't give a shit anymore moving on (laughs) Well, the main... all the games, all the games in um, in December were like Columbus, Buffalo, New York, and Carolina. Oh, I think. Yeah, this Columbus six five game in OT. This is the one where they were out shooting them like a bajillion to nothing, and every single goal was going in on Sammy. This was kind of like the last straw. So um, it is worth talking about. So, kind of the the story of all these games was that 
we lost uh, Samsonov. He was the <laughs> the uh, the casualty of these games, um, for better or worse. I mean, it seems like the team is playing better since. Um, I really hope his game gets back on, but it's like, oh my god, I haven't seen this since. Well, unfortunately, Jack Campbell. Somebody falls so far from productivity and confidence to just nothing, like unplayable. And we'll see how he does in the A. But like, my God, what happened? Well, the the key word there really is unplayable because with with the type of game that he's providing for the team, it's it's not it's not conducive to a full effort in the NHL. Like you can't. I get it; these guys are professional; they're making a ton of money. But you can't be thinking in the back of your mind that every single shot that goes on our net is going to go in. Yeah. I mean, he shout was, out Leaf, Leaf Singh was saying like, I think they're going to let in three on the first 15 shots. And I'm pretty sure he did. I think it was four by 16 shots even like it was, it was bad. And the whole time it was like the Leafs are out shooting them. Oh, it's like 18 to four, but somehow it's two to one. Like what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Like he was a negative 3.86 ex- goal saved above expected. Like, Oh just, I mean, just we, terrible. And we saw Matthews. I mean, yes, I get it. He's the the league forward leader in block shots last year. It's what he does. But this is a different kind of blocking shots when he's standing in front of Sammy, making sure that pucks don't get to him because he's not confident that Sammy's going to make the save. Like every single person was crowding in front of him, just blocking the shot because they're like, I don't, I don't have any confidence in you. And at that point, you might as well just write the game off. Like the team can't collapse like that. And they felt like they had to. He's making sure the Leafs are getting their eleven million worth there, eh, eh Roscoe? Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to. Um, yeah. But but no, and, and I, I really like I, I really respect the way the Leafs are going about this and Marty and I shout out to uh Marty Zolstra, TML fan and van. Um we were texting back and forth of, of what we think might happen with regards to Sammy and and really I was I kind of had said you know use all your resources like use your money get every doctor every coach everyone you can to just try to get them right back in the right headspace and then Trey Living comes out and says that that's basically what they're going to do yeah they're I heard I mean resources in them like through Dangle I think he said uh Nick Antropov is working with him too just as like a because you know they speak the same native language it helps with with all this kind of training so they literally are throwing everything at the wall here so mm-hmm. <laughs> everything at the Which, wall <laughs> <laughs> don't do that he's not healthy yet I know um, then they can throw everything at wall but no it, it and I really respect that it's not like some other Canadian team Edmonton <laughs> Who just, oh, you're struggling? Yeah, let's just send you to Bakersfield. Like, Where they that's can't actually, even play him. Right? That, and I, you got to feel bad for Jack. But it it's really good because Sammy's shown so much promise. He played great for us last year. He helped win that first round series, the first series win since 03-04. Like, it's not like he's a terrible goalie. He's just, he he really, really rides his emotions and mentally he's not in the right spot right now no so he needs he needs the help it's it's pretty crazy that we have uh such a uh, an accurate comparable in campbell where you know the numbers were there and then it just disappeared and it's like the only explanation i have is like did you guys open twitter or something did you did you read (laughs) something like honestly like it seems like this is a new age thing where all of a sudden uh, not just uh, goalies, but but forwards and defensemen. Like out of nowhere, it's just it's gone. Their confidence just disappears, and you know that they have the skill. It's and it's not like an injury. It's just like they they lose it out of nowhere. And I can't help but wonder, you know, is it because a couple of these guys stay up late scrolling through Twitter when they shouldn't be, and they read something, an article or something, and they're like, "Fuck, maybe I have been doing that, or maybe I should be doing this, or maybe I'm not what this team needs. Like, maybe they should trade me for that guy." Like. I don't know. I just I just wonder because of how easily accessible it is. Like it's easy to not pick up a newspaper and read the sports section. It's a little harder not to click on your name when it's uh it's coming through your phone on social media that you are on anyway. Like you can't tell me these guys aren't scrolling through Instagram or Twitter trying whether it's about hockey stuff or not. Like I don't know. 
I just got to wonder. Yeah, it it does really make you think. But then, like, and and I keep referencing it because Marty and I actually text way probably way more often than we should. Um, <laughs> and like I brought up another point. Okay, yes, it's it's concerning with Sammy, but look at the stats for the goalies right now. Like, oh yeah, everybody's shit. The only goalie in the top ten for save percentage right now in the entire NHL that you would expect to be there is Hellebuck. Oh yeah, you could tell all of my fantasy teams. Like I'm, I'm well aware. <laughs> Sorokin's not there. Bob's not there. Allmark's not there. He's just outside, but he's not there. Um, Vassy's not there. Like, nope. It, goalies are voodoo, man. And yeah, it's entirely honestly. system dependent. Like, look at um, Cam Talbot having the season he's having in LA. Right. Like, now they play a very goalie friendly system. And I think it's Kevin Woodley. Hopefully, I got his name right. He's always on SiriusXM and he talks about goalies all the time. Like, I could listen to that guy talk for two days straight. <laughs> it's just, it's awesome. And he called up before the start of the season saying, like, look out for Talbot because the way. LA plays is very, very goalie friendly. Well, and I mean, it's not to put this on maybe the Sens. I'm not trying to blame them for making goalies shit, but I did hear, I forget who commented this about the Sens, but you would never expect Corpusalo and uh, who else do they have there? Um, oh my God, I just had his name and I blanked on it. In the Sens, Forsberg. Yeah, Forsberg, right. You wouldn't think that's going to be a bad goalie tandem, but somehow they haven't been able to win games. Like, it's just. It is such voodoo this year. I mean, look, to just go back to fantasy for a sec, I have Vasilevsky, Saros. I grabbed Ottinger off of waivers because somebody got to the point where they dropped him. I dropped Gustafsson. Um, so did other people because I grabbed him again in another league. I grabbed Skinner off waivers because people gave up on him. Like, I have um, Sorokin, who's not a, a th- like a shoe-in for being a you know, over 900 every night. I have Shesterkin, same deal. Like, it sucks. It's impossible to pick goalies at this year. Like, you know, you, people are doing better grabbing the backup who's coming in for a night off waivers than they are, you know, the, with the starters they went with. So oh, it's, it's all over the league. You're you're looking at like sub 900 goaltending. It's the first time in a while. Like, I mean, we brought this up a couple weeks ago, but I want to see what the um, what the average is right now. Yeah, it's bad. I mean, do, would you say that scoring is up? Like players are getting better and rules are favoring forwards? Like, what do you think is is the deal? The game is just, it, it's so fast. Um, and like, it's good. I'm not complaining about the state of the game because I don't, I honestly don't think, and I, I love the history of the game. I love old school hockey, but I don't think the game has been in as good of a place play-wise as it is right now before. I really don't. The amount of skill that we're seeing is just incredible. Um, I'm just trying to find the league. So it says, oh, no, that can't be right. Never mind. Sorry, go on. Um, It's a hard stat to find. It's just so interesting how it can be such a drastic drop-off for these guys that have been basically shoe-ins. Like we went from having... I, I did fantasy way back when, when you had Nabaka, Broder, Kippersoff. Oh, yeah. Like Luongo, you had guaranteed like guys who are going to get you minimum 30, 35 wins a year. Well, how many games are we at this year so far? For us, like, what's the um, most? I think most teams have played 30 ish. 38 to 40. Sens are at 34, but they're behind. So, like, 38 to 40. Okay. So, looking at goalie stats. Anybody who's played, let's say, more than 20 games, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of them uh, are under 900. (laughs) That's like, you used to call that unplayable. Yeah. And these guys have played over 20 games and are, are pushing these numbers because like most teams don't have another option. It, it's so, crazy. Like Vasilevsky's at 895. Oh, don't remind me. Flurry's at 896. Yeah, and Jonathan Quick is fantastic. I don't know where. 
Anyway, I, I kind of like that one because I, if I remember correctly, I think he grew up a Rangers fan, so that one's kind of kind of fun. It is nice of that for that to come full circle. That's true. Um, but anyway, the point is, it's it's sad to see Sammy fall apart like this, and I hope that they can, like you said, you know, throw all the resources at it just to get his confidence back because it's not about really working on his game so much as like figuring out, you know, the mental side of it. And I don't know who can crack that code because it is like a new issue like i said in this league that a lot of players have had to deal with recently and i don't think anyone's truly figured out how to how to shake it so um well i mean if somebody should ask jeff skinner because that guy went from being an absolute bust of a contract to like back to normal so maybe he figured it out (laughs) well it's not necessarily a new issue it's just it's actually okay to talk about now right yeah I mean, I don't remember a lot of the, the cases of players. Of I don't I don't remember a lot of cases of players production just like disappearing out of nowhere like that, though. Like, I mean, I'm sure people could throw a bunch of examples at me, but like, I don't know. I've just noticed it a lot in the last few years of like, you know, what happened to this guy and not like this, but this draft was a bust, like somebody who actually scored a bunch of goals and then kind of disappeared. So we you also have like the margin of error is so thin now. Oh yeah. It's, it's not like the seventies and eighties where in the summer you could actually take the summer off. Like these guys are full bore all the time. So even the slightest little dip in physical strength or ability or mental strength or ability could have such a drastic effect that you're falling so far behind the rest of the league. Thanks Gary Roberts. Um, so real quick, I was just going to run through our questions here. Then we'll get back to uh, some Leafs talk. So, uh, what a beast Martin Jones stepping up for the goaltending for all of California trip, including the back-to-back with LA and Anaheim. That's from, uh, Edward at 16 hockey nerd fan. Just wanted to obviously start with that one because, uh, we're talking about goalies. So Martin Jones, um, the last thing anybody expected to be the, the Lord and savior of the Leafs through uh, the new year, but look at this. Is this our Christmas present? Is Martin Jones is a fantastic goalie for us right now? And we'll see how long it lasts. And we'll see if the Leafs can continue to keep teams to like four shots a period. But hey, whatever strategy and combo they've got running right now is working. Um, Yeah, I've had this back and forth on Twitter going for like, it feels like months at this point. I got to shout these guys out again. Um, This is uh, Liam Hildebrad and... um, Duke Coxwell, we've been going back and forth, and I said in, on December 7th, I said we're one pulled groin away from Martin Jones because that is exactly what happened that day, and here we are. It uh, It's not a death sentence. <laughs> well, no, and, and you got to think of it. like Jones led the Sharks to the Stanley Cup final. It's not like he's never been here it's not like he's never had the day-to-day pressures of being a number one goalie yes he hasn't really been overly successful in recent memory but he's been on bad teams he's been on bad teams it's just it's always hard to judge when i mean it's not like like i was just saying you know sub 900 is usually considered unplayable this guy's had like last place numbers for like going on eight years now if it feels like so it wasn't exactly uh, the cool thing to say he wasn't going to be good. It was just kind of expected. Uh, so kudos to anybody who thought otherwise. Congrats. You're right. Um, I'm happy about it. I don't know what else to say. I don't know if I expected him to be this solid. Um, I also didn't like expect him to be getting... Yeah, and... and it's not like it was a shutout where he got 10 shots against like he, he had to make saves and that was against the best team of the three. Yeah. And it's almost harder the way that the Leafs have been playing where they have been protecting him so much. Cause like, I mean, it's been pointed out the first periods, they're only letting a few shots to him. So it's not like he's warmed up and then all of a sudden out of nowhere, it's like, Oh yeah, the third, we're going to let 15 shots hit you because we have the lead and we're going to sit back. It's like, you got to be ready. Not every goalie can play in a position like that. So it's uh, it's really commendable that he's able to stay on his game while basically facing nothing for the better part of 40 minutes. Yeah. like And that's not be... just tonight. That's like the last four games. Like, 
they've played the same way. Oh, they definitely have. And to be seven and what is he? Seven and three right now. Yeah. And with, six with and on the road. Like you can't really knock that. And okay. Even with the crack and he, he still almost had 30 wins. His safe percentage was terrible. His goals against average was not the greatest, but he still, he still got the wins. So it's it's a little comforting, and and the way they've played the last three games, like takes a New Year's resolution thing to a whole new level, right? New Year, new me. New Year, new Leafs. Like this is the Honestly. most calm I've felt watching games in a long time. Yeah, it seems like all the the talk of has Keith lost the room. That kind of looks like it's gone away. They seem to be playing a well structured game offensively, defensively. Like the power play looks good. Hey, they got a five on three. Look at that. They got another one. Um, holy shit. Speaking of five on threes, I got to talk about this. They mentioned, uh, Anaheim has taken the most penalties in the entire league. Oh my God. They take a lot of penalties. It was like every three minutes I found the whistles going and they were like, Oh, are you kidding? It's like, yeah, that was a blatant penalty. Are you guys that like undisciplined? It's like an entire team of people in Chell with like 50 discipline. Everything they do is like, you try to poke check someone and it's a trip. Like, holy shit. They're so bad at that. It's like playing against me and and Chell. Yeah, same. Like I, I am I'm not terrible good. for taking penalties. It's I swear <laughs> of all the games that I've played, like my whole life, you know, we'll say th- games that I played for a long time, like Pokemon, Smash Bros, Mario Kart, Mario Party, things that have kind of been around. Uh, I've gotten better at all of those games. I am not better, any better at Chell than I was it, playing 23 as I was 20 uh, or 2001. Like, I don't know what it is. I just, I'm not good at that game. I don't get better at that game. <laughs> I just like, I don't know what it is. I suck at it. <laughs> well, I, I don't, th- I also think we don't really probably invest as much time as we should if we wanted to play it that much. No, fair enough. Oh, I got to play it and it worked. Oh my God, it's recording. No, it's not that one. Shut hey, up. I- that was kind of sexy. I kind of uh, like that. They uh, they did something to my board. It moved everything around, and now I gotta find it. Shut up, everybody! Shut up till I find it. <laughs> I have a thing you for this. Us talk that way, it's not radio. No, silence. I found it. It's dirty. Okay. Daddy's got a bone for Martin Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Good timing then, because we're talking about it. What, give us what's your what are you loving about Martin Jones so far? Honestly, <laughs> I just like it's just one of those those stories of um, isn't this guy like a perennial backup? Like he's <laughs> he's not anything special kind of typical Leafs guy too you know like when it comes to goaltending like what is what has been the story since Frederick Anderson is that like well we had Jack Campbell and he kind of was the same kind of deal where he hasn't really been a starter and now you know and then he became a starting goaltender here on the Leafs but Jones is just like we've gone through this so many times with with backup and third string and fourth string and you know talking we're, we, we get to the point like what, last year we're talking about Petrozelli and guys whose names I'll never remember because they may never show up again (laughs) like that's how bad our goaltending situation has been and now we're here with Martin Jones and it's just I'm sure like all other Leafs fans after 20 years we're exhausted of talking about the Leafs goaltending right there's lots of things we could talk about and that we're exhausted of but honestly the thing that's most infuriating besides never winning a cup since 69 or 67 is that uh, (laughs) 67 come on well, I, I'm thinking about 69 because baby, Martin Bones Jones. <laughs> Who would have thunk it, right? Like, it's just crazy. Oh. Like, it's absolutely crazy that, like, this guy's, like, I said, what, he got a shutout recently? Yeah, he lost, what, one or two games? Boo frickety who? Like, this, the Leafs, whatever. But the fact that he's been consistent, the fact that, like, we're not just, you know, putting Zamboni drivers out there is just, it's, it's just calming it is nice especially because this is a game that the Leafs lose right historically this is a game that the Leafs would just like 
oh, it's the San Jose Sharks, a bottom feeder team. You know, the San Jose Sea Cucumbers, basically. <laughs> and yeah, yet, this and, yet and the, Anaheim, I felt that way. Yeah, and the Leafs would, of course, like shit the bed. The Leafs would just give up. Well, considering, too, that like Mackenzie Blackwood, like I don't know what his stats are. I wasn't looking. But I'll tell you right now, like from what I saw, he actually did play decently. Like it's not the worst. Like it's not like like a lot of the ones that we got on them were sneaky good. And we still won, right? Because normally when we're evenly matched goaltending, like I would argue Oof. that Blackwood, I would act, I would, I would argue that Blackwood and Jones are on a very similar tier. It's usually the Leafs lose that game, and this is great. Four one, I'll take it. I'll take it any day. Like the shutout would have been nice, but I'll take it. Blackwood's rocking an eight ninety one through uh, twenty four games this year, so not not great. It could be he Sammy also level. Have any help? No, he's on the <laughs> literally the worst team in the league. Uh, so we've both talked about Jones. Um, appreciate your input too. The one that I want to bring up, because you mentioned the the couple of the backups there. Raise your hand out there if you picked up Dennis Hill to be on fantasy thinking that he was going to play. Yeah, that's that's two of us. And I know a lot of you all in other leagues beat me to picking him up and had to drop him as well. Uh, sad, but nice to see that, like they mentioned, it's good to have him there for practice, see what the team is actually like and, and get to, you know... I don't know. It's nice to have him there, at least on the bench. I would have loved to see him He's, play, but goddamn, Jones was so good. Jones was good. Um, I've I got multiple messages from people saying how stupid Keith was for starting Jones on a back to back, and I'm not going to lie and say that I completely disagreed with them. Um, but at the same time, historically, like Darty said, the Leafs have a, a tendency to not show up against the lesser teams and you can almost schedule some losses in for whatever reason. And that's a, that that would be a really tough place to put a kid in. So, you know, good on Jones for doing it. Isn't that a bit of like, um, like reverse psychology because like in the, knowing that the Leafs are like this, you would put in a fresh goaltender because like, you know, they're like, Oh, we gotta be, we gotta play it safe. All right. Because the, you know, it's a back to back. And the Leafs play, you know, when they play a bottom feeder, for some reason we don't show up. But it's like, you know what? Let's put, you know, put the put the dog out there. Let him go. Let him go eat. Let's see what happens. Especially because, like, if this is our guy, as crazy as it is, you know, what I mean? if if Jones is going to be one of our guys, right? Obviously, Walsh is still a factor. But I'm like, if if Jones is going to be the guy, he's got to go out there and play, you know, games in a row. That's just the way it is. It's just, if you got to, if, you know, some nights you're going to have to starve a little bit before you get a big meal. And this is, yep, you're going to have to play two nights in a row, go out there and win us those, win us those games. And like the boys play great in front of them. That's all I got to say about that. Yeah, they did. And, uh, you know, like we were saying before the show, it's either they win everything in California or they lose everything. And, uh, I mean, I know they got L.A. first, which I think was kind of a bonus. But even after that win, I wasn't convinced that they were going to get the wins against Anaheim and and San Jose for the reason you said. Like, they just don't tend to show up against teams they don't need to. But New Year, New Leafs. We're seeing uh, a a team that shows up from the time the pucks dropped right off the get-go. And uh, talk about New Leafs. Tyler Bertuzzi has really turned things around. Uh, The last couple games, he has just been dogging it, man. Like, he got two assists tonight. I think he got about the same of my last game. He is all over the place, and I love it because it's, you know, I don't care that it's January. It's taken till this long. Uh, I was ready to send this guy packing. So, you know. And if, who wasn't? I want you guys to say it right now. Who wasn't? Because the last episode I was on, I told you, I said, this guy still got it. He's going to do it. He's going to pull it off. And okay. Just been... You know what? <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. You win. It's been a long time. I haven't been on in a while. I want to apologize to the fans. I want to apologize to the people. I want to most importantly apologize to to the team, not Leafs, you guys. Um, Steph, the fanalist, Southey, Beaner, Roscoe, all the Leafs late night night owls. I'm sorry I haven't been on and given my my 100%, all right? I've taken some, some uh, what do you call it, uh, that Kawhi Leonard. Uh, <laughs> I've taken oh, some um, ad- administrative leave, you know, just to better myself and you know, maintenance sip, days. Yeah, my maintenance days. Put my put my feet up and you know smoke a joint. Or <laughs> come back stronger than ever. And uh, honestly, like I missed you guys. Every episode, I say I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it, and I don't show up. So I want to I said, just apologize and say I'm trying. I'm gonna be. 
I'm going to be out here because uh, a crazy story, but I had a family member, you know, uh, I was, I was just talking to them. They're, Hey, I love your new job. I was like, what, what new job? <laughs> I was like, I don't, I didn't get a new job. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you talk about the Leafs, right? I was like, I have never spoken about this to anybody I actually know <laughs> for obvious reasons because <laughs> I'm a fool on this show. But yeah, he's like, yeah, I love it. I love it. You speak for the, the common man. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. <laughs> all those dirty opinions that nobody wants to talk about all this idiot, you know, bar stool opinions. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, true, true. But you know what? It just made, <laughs> it just made me realize that like, I need to do this more because like, Hey, like it's you guys, you, the folks at home and Beaner and Roscoe and all the, and Southern and the fanalists that like, you know, that make this just the best thing possible so i love you guys and i want to be a part of this so well thank you and we all appreciate you i actually um that reminds me i should shout out um i was able to finally pull up it was kind of hard to find um because spotify's as a podcaster is a pain in the ass to try to sign into but i got our wrapped and holy shit our show was uh in the top 10 for 162 people 162 of you out there we were in your top 10 uh, five of you, or sorry, no, 85 of you, we were in the top five, which is crazy. And uh, for 23 of you, we were your number one podcast. So thank you so much. That is so fucking cool. Like, I didn't think that we would have something like that going at this point. We've got new merch out. I put out, we've got national Beanographic shirts available. You can go get my totally parodied Nat Geo logo with uh, a lovely national Beanographic written across it. Um, you can get a new mug like we've got so many things this is this has just gone like zero to a hundred and uh you know it's brought so many people together and like darty said it's uh it's about hanging out with you guys and talking about the team and uh getting questions from everybody and uh you know i missed it missed you guys missed doing this it, it's it's so crazy like because i was talking earlier i've got now a friend in british columbia that i text regularly with marty right like I, I never would have met or talked to him before ever if it wasn't for this thing, this kind of thing and this team. And then we've got Luke man down in Australia, all the like, way across the world. Right. Like it's, it's absolutely incredible and it blows my mind every time I think about it. Um, but no, it, it's great. And despite some of the disagreements, it's good to have Darty back on. <laughs> I, I like to, th- I like to think I'm mostly the voice of reason on here, but. Oh, it's, in, it's in spite much appreciated. Of the, <laughs> the disagreements. <laughs> um, um, so we got classic Kyle's misadventures. Welcome back. Thank you. It's good to be back. Uh, we do have to reserve the rest of this, I think for this next question, because it's going to be a bit of a convo. Uh, this is from 16 hockey nerd fan again, Edward and from Zach Nelson. Um, and Benito the Basset Hound. So this is all you guessed it about William Nylander. So uh, first, my questions with the Willie extension. What does this mean for other players on the team who wants an extension? What do they need uh, or what do they need in trade deadline? Uh, thoughts on Willie deal? How many games do you think the Leafs will win the Western Canada trip? Uh, give Bill his money so we can get back to hockey again, please. So tired of this contract talk. They pay people huge amounts of money to figure out the cap. Um, as long as the Leafs make the playoffs, they have a good chance as any other team. In conclusion, fuck the hard cap. Missed y'all. <laughs> Welcome back. Thanks, Benito. Uh, so we can start with the everybody's talking about the Willie contracts. We'll, we'll start with um, Edward's part of the question here. So what does it mean for other players on the team who want an extension? And this is the thing that, you know, since the summer we've been talking about, uh, it means that, again, for next year, well, Tavares is still on this team. Uh, we are completely fucking strapped and I don't know how they're going to fill out the rest of the roster if they give him that much more money because that's the entire cap going up uh, by about $4 million. That's wiped out to Nylander if he gets 11.5 or 11.25. That's all gone. So currently we have most of the roster on 800 grand deals and uh, some of those disappear and yeah, you got lucky with a couple of them this year, but again, I hate rolling the dice on that, and it's going to be even tougher when other teams have this advantage of this $4 million bump, and they might not necessarily be using it to re-sign one of their own players to $4 million more. So 
it means trouble again. It means we're going to be in the same position that Dubas put this team in. And I don't know. It's it's kind of a rinse and repeat of uh, of Kyle's era. So I don't know what else to say. It. I'm I'm part of part of me is very, being very optimistic and foolishly optimi- optimistic at the number not being as high as what's being reported. Um, but regardless of how high it is, you're still like you said, basically eating up that entire extra cap. I don't care what the other le- the rest of the league's doing with that money, because no team is immune to making bad decisions. That's like, true. None of them are. And so, they don't have William Nylander, so. It, with, especially with the way he's playing, and we've been saying this for the last couple of years, it's not like he's, you know, floating around the outsides. Like, he's continuously been improving, and now it's just the consistency. Those flashes that we saw here and there over the last couple of years, yeah, that's every goddamn game now. It's like insane. He game. does for the four games he doesn't have points this year, that's insane. He's not the guy that I was expecting to be ahead of Marner for points on the team. Like, you know, maybe JT has, you know, another year left in the tank to give it like 100 points and he passes Marner for a bit. But like, we're talking Nylanders ahead of him. He's got 51 mm-hmm. points. Like, that's nuts. Like, not that I want to see them go anywhere, but Bertuzzi's at five and a half. Domi's at three. Well, there's a good chunk of your cap gone next year. Brody's at five. There's another good chunk of your cap gone next year. Yeah. Yes, and you I, have to replace those players. I get that. But I think Brody it, replaceable with what they got already. Yeah, and there's even a chance, like, I know people have been shitting on him, but he's not been horrible. Brody pulls a Geo, comes back for a million a year for two years or whatever, like, yeah, I mean, if he does, he's 33, so I don't think he's going to get five again. Like, he's not going to get more than that, I don't think, with the way the league is right now and the amount of money available. No, um, he's definitely not. Lilligren's contract is up at 1.4, so you're going to have to spend a bit there if you want to keep him. You could probably get him at two and a half. Uh, I don't know. He's an RFA. Uh, you still have Timmons. Then one Ligas and you lose, and that's a pain in the ass because they would be nice ones to slot in as replacements there. But you might be able to keep them around at you know just over a million dollars. Like it might not be a huge raise there to keep those guys, uh, but they might be getting offers from other teams. Benoit is an RFA, Ligas is a UFA, so chance you can keep Benoit. Yeah, um, Lilligren and Benoit are the only RFAs you get to keep. So still have Tim and still have McCabe. It's not bad. Like. I don't hate that. It's it's more the forwards. Like, you know, Bertuzzi and Domi, I would like to keep around because who's replacing them? Mm-hmm. Like, you have to spend money to replace those guys, and I don't know how you do for, or how you get better production for three and five and a half million. Like, what's going to be out there that you can just, yeah, come on over. Great, we've got a perfect... <laughs> like grinding winger for for Matthews and Marner like we've gone through this song and dance it's not easy to find you know we always go through nine people before we get there uh update by the way Nick Ritchie's playing in Switzerland so it's not easy to find (laughs) people to play with these guys and I know that because there was just a highlight of him repeatedly punching someone in the head for no reason (laughs) I just had a highlight of McDavid and CC having their dogs race on the ice in an intermission. Oh, um, I saw that. That's cute. <laughs> but like, and, and this is, I've, I've got my leaf colored glasses firmly on, <laughs> but Domi's, Domi's played well. He's not getting the goals, but that's not what he was brought in for. Do you go to him and say, Hey Max, I know you love it here. We love having you here. You're making three now. You're 28. You know, you're, handful of years away from scoring 30 so you know five years at what you're making now five years at three million or five years at 2.8 or something i mean he said he wants to stick around he wants to you know whatever it takes Given the so, security of the five years like like okay here's the thing max domi has been on how many teams in the last five years like if you give him the stability of hey we're willing to keep you around uh actually i'm interested here uh, Coyotes, Phoenix, Montreal, Carolina, Chicago, and Dallas. 
you missed Columbus Blue Jackets for two years. But well done. So, yeah, Coyotes, Canadians, Blue Jackets, Hurricanes, Blackhawks, Stars, and now the Leafs. Like, the guy's only 28. 28. So if you can offer him the stability of, hey, you could, we're not going to trade you. You have a spot here as long as you keep working. Um, yeah, like you said, five years at 2.75, 2.85, whatever you can get. I think he would take it because it's at the end of the day, it's the the total dollar amount. It's not like another one year deal, another one year deal, another one year deal. Like if you can show him here, sign this dotted line and that's what 15 mil. Great. Like what Stay is stability dads worth like to somebody, superstar? right? Like, yeah. 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 And like, I don't know if the same scenario would work for Bertuzzi. Um, and he has a little bit more of an injury history, so that would be a little bit more of a risk for the team. But even the same thing, say, go to him. You're making five and a half now, five years at five million. Like, I think you're going to struggle to get that out of Bertuzzi just because he's not from here. He's not had the best season, like considering what his career's been like. I know he liked everything in Boston. They're going to be looking for a lot of new pieces as they've lost a bunch and have some money to play with. Like, I think he's going to test the market more so than you'd expect from Domi, who has, you know, already expressed he wants to stay here and it makes sense for him to stay here. I think unless Bertuzzi has like a fantastic rest of the season and Leafs go on a deep playoff run, I think he's probably going to test the market like we saw O'Reilly do. Like, he just doesn't seem like well playing well or not. Like it's his kind of scene here, but we'll see. Depending on the, what goes on in that locker room though, the one thing I would put on Bertuzzi versus O'Reilly is that like Bertuzzi's closer in age to a lot of the guys on the team. I would argue, whereas O'Reilly is still, he's like kind of a, an old man. And I think with, you know, I said, I don't know how, how good these guys are off the ice, like with each other. But like I said, Sometimes it, it just like for what's his name, uh, Domi, you know, what's the cost of uh, stability, right? Like what's the cost of like having a good fucking time, right? Like if you're enjoying, like if the Leafs actually make it, you know, far and it looks good and it looks like, hey, God forbid they win the cup again. But I'm just saying if they have a really good, pu- really strong push, what's to say that these guys don't buy in, right? Like it's, it's stupid. It's leaf colored glasses thinking, but I'm like, these guys are all young enough that like, you know, I've seen it. We've seen it with other teams. Like everybody buy back in. All right, let's go. Let's do it one more time. Like, I don't know what the li- from. Sorry, Dirty. I thought you were done go, there. go, go, go. No, no, no. Go for it. <laughs> like aside from Geo at 40 and Nice at 21, like the majority of the team is within a year or two of each other age wise. That's a good point. Like all, all between that 24 to 27 mark, right? Like you got. Okay, you've got Tavares and Brody that are 33, but most of them are around the same age. So I do like that aspect of it, like you brought up, Darty. And then Bert, Bert's a different bird. Like, look at the way he tapes his stick. Look at everything about him. Did you see him during that... That electric guitar <laughs> national anthem. Everybody's like, what is going on? He's looking around like, fuck yeah, let's go. Somebody crack a beer. Like, this is WWE. I am so ready. Fucking Van Halen. Like, he was so fired up. And it was like he was looking around for that reaction from anybody else. He just reminds me of like Hanson. Behind him, like, oh my God. <laughs> he just reminds me of a Hanson brother, you know? He's like, fucking machine stole my quarter. <laughs> it's like that mixed they with some bubbles. fucking toys. <laughs> and like, I, I don't remember a player coming in and start of, at the start of training camp, the big boys talking about him as much as they talked about Burt. Like immediately, Matthews and Marner are talking about his on and off ice style. Like it, it, something like that is really good for the team and, and it looks like it's worked on the ice. As, as you said, Roscoe, his production hasn't really been where we all expected it to be, but maybe that's just to come. And there is something to be said for having a little bit of a mix of everybody in the room. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm not saying I don't want him to stick around. I hope they make it work. I just, because he's a UFA at the end of the year, I think, it's it's kind of on him whether he wants to stick around or not. And after that decision's made, then it's negotiation. Like I feel like it's gonna be a long process. It's not like a matter of, you know, let's talk 
as soon as we get Willie done, I think it's going to be uh, kind of ball in his court of when uh, that that talk starts. So, and it is just sad because, like, yeah, we we all know that when and if we do sign sign Willie, it's all just like you know fantasy talk for us in the sense of like you know these like <laughs> realistically like like. Like how many haircuts are there? You know, like how many of these guys are taking a fucking buzz cut, like one millimeter on their paycheck? You know what I mean? Like that's what they're going to get the next year. <laughs> like it'd just be crazy to expect that of everybody. However, well, anything is possible, right? So, <laughs> Well, and honestly, like the question, um, you know, what does this mean for the rest of the team? Immediately for those guys whose contracts are up, it does obviously mean they're they're looking, pulling out their calculators, doing the math. You know, how much is, is going to be left over for the few of us that are here? Who, which agents should I, you know, who of us should start talking to our agents about finding somewhere else to play? Like, it's it's going to shake things up a little bit within the room once this deal gets signed. And I don't think that should be understated. Like, I don't know how much of an effect it's going to have on the ice, but I think within the room, it's going to be a little weird. Like, some of these guys are going to know that they're on their way out because there's not going to be space for them. Like, it's just really... It, Talking about things. Willie's talking talking about Willie's extension, like just makes me so sad because, like, you know, this guy, like, for lack of better terms, like every time he's on the ice, gives me an extension. <laughs> he's just that good. He's just beautiful. He scores goals. He's been surprisingly consistent. Like, and I've always believed in it. Okay, since he signed that, like, the days, you know, months following. The, the first contract that pissed everybody off, I chose to believe in him. Even though I was cheesed, even though I was like, God damn it, you you son of a gun, you put us to the, you know, through the fucking ringer, and now, you know, now what are you going to do about it? Now, now, now go out and prove yourself. And he did. And I, but before he did, I still cho- I chose to believe that there was some good left. I chose to believe that I was like, God damn it, Willie, he's better be worth it. And it was worth it. So if I'm, if I, made that stance then those years ago i'm going to have to believe that if he does sign for an exorbitant amount of money which he will that good things should still come that's i can't believe they didn't just take what he wanted in the summer the like 10 million that's like a whole player that 1.5 that's an entire player gone from the roster because they waited instead of like i know it was a gamble but like that's what the gamble cost you What's that meme with like Christian Bale from what is it? Why not, you stupid bastard? <laughs> like, why couldn't they have done it? <laughs> uh, hindsight 2020, of course. Yeah. Okay, so uh, next question here comes from uh, Zach Nelson after the Willie Dealy. How many games do you think the Leafs will win on the Western Canada slash Seattle trip? So looking ahead here, that is January 16th, 18th, 20th, and 21st. So uh, four games in five days. That's crazy. What? One, two. Am I counting wrong? Six days? 16th, 18th, 20th, and 21st. Yeah. So that's five, five days. days. Yeah, that's five days. So uh, that's that's crazy. So we started with the Oilers, uh, then Flames, then Canucks, then finished with the Kraken. I uh, don't love the tear that the Oilers are on. McDavid has unlocked God mode and said, I'm not finishing 100th in scoring. Uh, the Flames, that's a different story. It'll be interesting going against Brad for Living's old team. Canucks are fantastic this year. That's going to be a tough game. Kraken, I don't know. So, I mean, if you're just going on the odds, it's going to be 50-50. Like, I say they could probably win the Calgary and Seattle games and could probably lose the Oilers-Canucks games. But, I mean, to toss-up. Um, those are the most likely things. What do you guys think? Three and one, or three zero oh and one. Who do you think they're uh, beating of the Oilers and Canucks? Uh, Oilers. They're gonna. They, they've shown up against the Oilers in recent memory. Yeah. Even just going back to the North Division, we had those three games in a row where we started three different goalies and won all three of them. Yep, and shut out McDavid and Dry. So I think that's a good point. Um, historically, they are good against the Oilers. Uh, Darty, what about you? Out of those teams, statistically, who is the best of those teams that we'd be playing? Uh, Canucks. Again? Canucks. Um, and statistically, who's the worst? Kraken. 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 But like, not by much. Yeah, <laughs> okay. not a lot. 
Honestly, um, I said, as the fool of this show, just win them, <laughs> win them all. They're going to win them all. Holy They're going to win them all. Uh, the Kraken are higher in the standings than the Oilers and the Flames still. <laughs> the Flames are last, than the Oilers, then the Kraken, God, and then the Canucks oh, are first. They are. God Holy damn expansion. <laughs> God damn Gary Bettman's expansion teams. That is crazy. Now, granted, the Oilers have played four less games than everybody else, so they could potentially... Uh, catch up to they could pass the Kraken and it could catch up past the Golden Knights if they win all of those so we shall see he- hear me as out far though, as like, the last like... five or last ten I would say that uh, sorry no go, uh, for it, go for it Kraken and Oilers are both on six game winning streaks um, Flames and Oilers one and one so those don't really matter so the Kraken and the Oilers are both hot right now that's the info we have <laughs> If the Oilers win tonight, they move into the second wild card spot in the West. Yeah, I, think I mean, I think it'll be interesting. In the playoffs and forever. It'll be interesting, Martin Jones against the Kraken, if that's what happens. Um, we do have another back to back there, so uh, who knows who's playing? If Wool is back, uh, if we see the Hilda Beast, or if Jones just plays a shit ton of games over the next month, like I think that's going to be the the thing to watch: is who's healthy and. Who's who's playing? I don't know. Realistically, I don't think you would start Hill to be against Vancouver with how they've been playing. Like that would be thrown into the wolves. Jones probably really wants that Seattle game. Um, yeah, but it doesn't really make sense. No, it doesn't. So, Damn. right? It, it it's it's tough to say what they're actually going to do. <laughs> Speaking of goaltending, did I not hear like uh, an article recently uh, that um, uh, what's his name is on the way to recovery? Our, uh, <laughs> our long lost, our long lost goaltender <laughs> Matt hey, Murray, who fucking Max Pacioretty's back, so anything's possible. That guy's being held together with like gorilla glue and and duct tape. <laughs> yeah, and who else? There was someone else that came back this year that hadn't played in like an entire year. Or maybe I'm just thinking of patches. But I could no, swear there, there, was some... there was someone else. Uh, Joey Decord. No, Chris Rieger. Goalie right. for Seattle. He hurt himself in 20, I want to say 2022, the World Championships. Yeah, I think there were, oh, I could have swore there was somebody else that came back. But anyway, yeah. Anything's possible. Which would would we play Matt Murray? Like, how do you activate him? <laughs> but between Murray and Jones, there's like a shit ton of Stanley Cup playoff experience there. Could you imagine if we end up with like what they actually had in the off season as our goaltending trio going to the playoffs? Like, Jones is the extra after saving our asses through the fucking January February run, like. He's going to play through garbage time where the team doesn't care, and he's going to pull out like 75% of the wins. Hey, that's what you pay the guy for, right? Yeah. And honestly, that's what makes this season more of um, like, I don't even know how to how to explain it. It's just like the past few seasons of the Leafs, like we've expected them to win. I think this was a season where it was kind of like a crapshoot because of especially how um, the start that they had and and the following of the start and just like even i said leading up to this these these past few games it's just you know we've had a lot of surprises and i and that's like not to say that other seasons haven't been surprises just i think we had our mindset pretty firmly in a lot of the previous seasons whereas this season we're just you know because this is the first season without dubis this is the first season kind of where we're not really sticking to the original Shanna plan, right? Like this is kind of new, new territory. Like we've got this, a lot of the same guys, but again, like we're, our, our goaltending has not been um, set in stone since the beginning of this season. You know, we had no Anderson. We had no um, Jack Campbell. We just kind of had blah, right? I know we expected Sammy to be the guy and he really did not turn out to be the guy. <laughs> so it's like, because of that, because of like just these very strange expectations of the season, this is kind of the, this is the, I feel like the season where expect the unexpected, right? In a, in a positive way, because, you know, 
that's it's I feel like these are the seasons for other teams where all of a sudden they pull a fucking Stanley Cup run out of their ass. You know what I mean? Like all of a sudden it's like St. Louis going on to win, uh, you know, <laughs> the Stanley Cup kind of deal. Right. Oh, and it's like, like remember- the Oilers are doing right now. They've clawed their way from literally like they were 31st place, I think. And now they're going to be in a wild mm-hmm. card spot if they beat the shitty Sens tonight. I mean, it, it's pretty crazy. And uh, honestly, the end of December, I was writing off the Leafs as like, I don't think they're a top five, maybe top 10 team. Like, they're just not. Something's fallen apart here unless they can get a goalie. Like, I don't know how this team is going to be better in the playoffs than last year's team was that fluked their way into a second round. Like, it's, you know, I'm not convinced. And now it seems like, okay, the pieces are falling into place. Um, Sammy just wasn't it, and that's okay. Like I'm, I'm feeling better about things. It's yeah. it's like you said. It's it's the kind of the year of surprises and in the good and bad ways. Like it's been a strange year, and now things are are on the up. So well, like Roscoe, like you you kind of like hit the nail on the head there. It's like they are what we wanted them to be, which is not what we expected them to be. Right? Yeah, as I said like expectations were like, man, like what's going to happen this season, and then. Not, you know, not more than a few months ago, we were like, oh, man, they're really not going to be the team that we want, you know, expect them to be. And now it's like we're scratching our heads like, OK, so you guys are still like we, we, we just thought they might just be good. You know, like yeah. we thought the Leafs this season might be a B plus. And it turns out that they're probably an A, like better than an A minus. Like we're, we're, we're pleasantly surprised Yeah, they're not an A plus team, but it's like they're solidly an A team, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're not just this like, you know, like bottom, you know, bottom to bottom of the top tier teams. They're actually like a solid team, which is surprising considering what our goaltending is. Cause on paper, it should be the worst goaltending in the league. <laughs> yeah. And our defense um, was not expected to be this, you know, sound and solid. We, we lost some, you know, I would argue not great pieces, but we never had great pieces to begin with. <laughs> no agreed and um the other big change that's happened this is kind of what i want to close with um uh, the other night i think it was against columbus we saw matthews go down and within uh, the time it takes a glove to hit the ice nice and marner are immediately in there grabbing a body benoit as soon as he can get in there is there like this is a team that is finally two guys finally <laughs> finally finally sticking up for each other and that wasn't the first time, and it wasn't the last time this year. And, oh, my God, it's like every time someone gets hit, even if maybe it's not necessary, maybe Benoit didn't need that second fight, you know? But <laughs> fuck it. Let's go. I'm so happy. Like, everybody grab someone. Everyone punch someone. Like, if you touch Matthews, if you touch Nyes, if you touch Marner, someone needs to get hit. And finally, someone's getting hit for it. And I fucking love it. And it's okay, like... Okay, before Darty steps in... Go, 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 go. Because <laughs> I know where Darty's going with this. Um, it, it it doesn't have to be a fight, though. Like you said, and I'm, I'm not trying to say I want fighting out of the game or anything like that, because I don't. But This guy wants fighting he, out of the game. <laughs> <laughs> Get him. You, you, okay, Jamal Mayers. Um, <laughs> that was such a brutal. Anyways, we won't get into that. No, I was just teasing um, you. Go, go, go. No, like, it, it doesn't have to be a fight. Like, you look at when Matthews got leveled and Nyes and Marner were right in there, and Benoit comes in, and he literally had two LA Kings players, like, one in each arm, ripping them out of the scrum. Like, you don't have to fight them. You just have to annoy them and get to a point where they're sitting there like, why, why, why is this happening? Why are we doing this? Because that, excuse me, then it, it just creates that doubt in their mind. They're not going to want to... Even if it's not a dirty hit, they're not going to want to finish that hit as hard because they don't want to deal with that stinky glove in their face or they don't want to deal with, you know, the little shoves like this. and But not a punch, just the annoying, stupid shit, right? Oh, and I mean, even tonight, it's the confidence that it gives the other guys. Like I saw um, Nylander, you know, when, when someone's on him and he's trying to get through the puck, you see him literally, like, throw people off him. Like, get the fuck off me. Like, he'll push people off in a way that you haven't seen this team... Uh, do like they've always we've always said about this team like they're all huge and none of them use it like that's been one of the complaints is is we have so many guys that are absolutely fucking tanks and no one uses it and now finally they have the confidence because it's like if i push a couple guys around and someone says hey stop doing that and tries to throw a punch i'll have a whole committee behind me say hey punch who 
Like, that's what's been missing from this team is, like, knowing that everybody's going to be there. They have been there, and now it's it's resonating back through to the top where it's, like, these guys play with a different confidence and swagger that hasn't been there. And holy well, an, fuck. Another shout-out shout to Nyes because he's done it from day one. Like, the yeah. kid has Matthews' skill, but he has, like, Reeves' balls. Like, the guy just, <laughs> he, he doesn't stop. And he doesn't care who you are. He's in there. He's digging. He's battling. And he'll throw a check. He'll a check. He'll throw a check. He'll, <laughs> he'll get you know he'll get right in there and get dirty. So that's where Reeves' balls went. <laughs> I was gonna say, where has Reeves been? You know, where in the world is Carmen Reeves Diego? Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh fuck. Okay, but so go. I was just gonna say uh, that I, for one, um, you know bring on the the frat house era of the Leafs like maybe there's was too many old fogies on the team it's like you know you never want to fight in front of your dad right you never want your dad to see you act like a tool but when it's just you and the boys out and you're like getting a little drunk outside of you know the Madison pub that's when you start going for a you know a little telly a little you know a little fucking scrap <laughs> and I well, think it's like maybe Peter that's was what saying. it is they're all like, like a year apart from each other, right? Yeah. Like it's a bunch of twenty-six-year-olds going, "Oh, let's fucking get this guy," and then you know, everyone else like, going, "Yeah, you're going. Let's go." <laughs> you know, if like the leader, of the, if the you know the majority, not the majority, but even like a, you know, you know a good portion of the team are still guys that are older who like kind of just want to chill. You're not gonna want to. They're not gonna encourage fighting, or they might, but it's like you know, I said you don't want to fight in front of some old guy. But when you know the young leaders of your team, you got you know Marner, Matthews, and Nylander. And you're one of the young upstarts on team, say like Nyes, and you're you know you're looking for someone to give you that like authority, like hey, yeah, go for it, bud. Like someone to egg you on, you know, say yeah, yeah, go, like, get another drink in you and start throwing hands. Like that's those are the guys you look at. You're like okay, all right, bet, you know, I'll do it. <laughs> let's go. Yeah, you need, let's go. not not bad influences, but like the ones that'll push you to do that extra thing because they'll get you if it doesn't work. You know, <laughs> it's. That is that is masculine camaraderie. Like, go tell that guy his mustache looks funny, you know, like that kind of thing. <laughs> oh, Ask him if his refrigerator's running. Yeah, <laughs> something like we're, like we're, that. we're talking like Mary and Pippin levels of tomfoolery here. Yeah, and that's why I think is being allowed now. Like, and I don't, and again, I don't necessarily think it was like you know there's too many old guys on the team, but maybe it's just like now it's like the acceptance level for being a dumbass is like helping because like like. Look, like these guys are just going out there and not only are they having fun, but they're also, I said, you know, they're sticking up for each other and they're, it's not a, I, I know you guys think that all I think about is the fighting. I actually don't care too much for the fighting when it becomes especially egregious and violent and bloody. I care more so for the attitude. The attitude need adjustment. I don't, I didn't like their piss poor attitude. I didn't like their whininess. I didn't like their babiness. I didn't like them looking like they just pooped themselves. Like, I don't care if you fight. You got to have a little growl in you. Like, you know, you got a little, you got to have a little five goes west, like lazy eye. You got to just like, you know, look oh at God. someone, just start, go, just start going crazy. You know, they got to, they got to not want to look at you. They got to be like, oh God, those Leafs guys, they're fucking, they got, they're mead mugging us all the time. Cause in the past, you know, it was like, oh man, those Leafs guys are kind of like pansies. Like they're, you know, little, little fucking, you know, candy ass whatever like it's just every time the other teams would come by they the Leafs looked like pushovers and if you look and smell and you know reek of being a pushover you're gonna get pushed over people are gonna take advantage of you but if these guys all now look like a bunch of like douchebags like if me and my older you know pals are out at a bar we try to stay away from the young guys who act like clowns because we're like you know what those guys are crazy that they're gonna get us killed <laughs> right and it's like if you're the other team and you see a bunch of these like you know you know, Nyes and, and Bertuzzi and, and, you know, fucking Domi and Domi. And they're all acting like knuckleheads. Like these these guys are nuts. I don't want to be involved in any of that. Right. And they don't even have to start a fight. You know, you just feel it. You're like, you're sitting at a bar one day and you're like, man, I feel like I, you, you, you just know that like the heat is rising in the room. And that's, I feel like what it feels like, you know, for the Leafs now is that like, there's heat, there's ugliness. There's, there's like, you don't want to be around these guys. And that's good. That's what we need. Do we need actual blood and guts and fighting? I would prefer not to. It may happen, but you know, you need that ugliness first because if they don't think you're ugly, they're not, you know, they're just going to want to keep coming at you and giving you a hard time. If you're not ugly, you're pretty. 
exactly and you know what they say about hey you got a real pretty mouth (laughs) okay so uh we're gonna get out of here that is our hour thank you so much for joining me gents uh next time because we didn't get to it tonight uh pwhl has started so congrats all around there no home team had won i still don't think any of them have i would love to get out to an ottawa game and i love that this creates Finally, some Ottawa versus Toronto rivalry within the pod because Andrew and I can support the Ottawa team because I think they're better, too. Um, Ottawa finally got a hockey team. Fuck yeah, right? (laughs) Play downtown. It's like 10 minutes for me. And uh, what else next time? Oh, the Bobby McMahon hit and the overall conversation around uh, hitting and where it should be at right now and how things are being handled. So that and more uh, next time. Thanks for tuning in. As I said, we got new merch up. And you can uh, go and check that out on the Inside the Rink store, where you can also find uh, all of our videos inside the Rink's YouTube. So thanks so much, guys. Have a good night. Ciao. Bang, 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 bang. Are you serious? Everything worked until now. Also, Marty Zilstra, like his podcast was my number one. So sorry, sorry, Leafs Late Night. <laughs> but I burned through every single episode of that show. <laughs> Respect. Um, my outro is not going to work. Sports is fun. So- Sports is fun. <laughs> <laughs>